This is Wednesday, and you know what that means. A-E-W-T-F. What does that mean? And how many people on the roster do the Destroyer? Yeah, I mean, somebody's got to put over the PWG library. I just think that people got fooled by the blood and girls bleeding. Oh, man, those guys are awesome. Hello, and welcome to A-E-W-T-F. And you know what that means? They kept on trying to ruin my countdown, but I still got it. So, yeah. Ta-da. And that's our episode today. See you later. We'll see you in 2023. Yeah, because uh, that's about our pace. This is we're going to talk about the uh, January 12th, 2022 uh, dynamite. What about the other 17 we missed? All right. Uh, those were those were mulligans. Yes. Like, <laughs> like blackjack mulligan. Yeah. Well, there was talk about blackjack mulligan on one episode, oh. but. Like, so I'm trying to think back to everything that we didn't talk about or report <laughs> about. So, is the only real highlight uh, Paige and Danielson, too? Or my yeah. Two? Right. My and two? I guess maybe Cody winning the belt again. And losing or not losing and, the belt. Or and what? that hardcore women's tag match. Those were both on Rampage, though, so we wouldn't have covered those anyways. Right. That, that, ta- that tag match was awesome. Yes. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it. It, uh, the bunnies, the best. It's all. God damn, pound that self mutilation. Yeah. Self-mutil- <laughs> well, dude, he's not taking Raymond Sierra Jr.'s eyeball out or anything gross like that. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, yeah, self mutilation is is gross. It's wrong. It's the worst. But uh, you know, murder and regular mutilation, like <laughs> Saudi Arabia business partners. I saw the zo- I saw zombies eat the Miz. I'm just saying. That's true. That's pretty. Yeah, man. So. Anyway, the first thing of this, speaking of zombies, Bobby Fish, Kyle Riley, <laughs> what? Uh, and Adam Cole come out. Um, and then we know what this is leading to. They're doing the, they're the best tag team, and out comes the Bucks, and they're the best tag teams. And, yeah. But then it ends with the real best tag team, uh, Adam Cole and Britt Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Which is surprising. They just randomly, just like, yeah, let's just do this now. No, no real story, just randomly kind of. I mean, I guess Chris Dattler's out there, but. I mean, it's kind of shoehorned in there, right? It's a little heavy-handed, but I, uh, I'll, I'll forgive it. Yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, to see an actual real-life couple because you know it's legit, you know. But uh, yeah, while watching uh, Chris Statlander and Adam Cole's little stare down, I did think that if AEW ever decided to go with the intergender stuff, Adam Cole was kind of the perfect dude to get everybody <laughs> get everybody like. Uh, comfortable with it. That's because a good point. He's, he's the uh, height of red velvet. He's small enough to bump around for the the women if you want him to, but then he's also got the deadly destroyer and the kick and shit that'll yeah make him credible again. Well, just all, like just I mean, Statlander is clearly so much bigger than him. <laughs> so I was just watching that and being like, oh yeah, like you could pair those two up in a match, and people would have to be like, all right, this is this isn't bad. This isn't a terrible yeah. idea. And it's funny, well, too, because Orange Cassidy is a little tiny thing, so Britt can probably beat the shit out of him, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, guy wrestlers have gotten smaller, and girl wrestlers have gotten bigger, so. Yeah, they're uh, kinda, uh, everything's starting to kind of even out. Yeah. Uh, and then whenever uh, Adam Cole and Britt kissed, all I could think about was that, you know that Arthur the Aardvark meme where he's clenching <laughs> his fist? <laughs> all I could picture was Tony Schiavone sitting up there with his, his fist Wait. clenched. Arthur of the uh, PBS cartoon? Yes. That's him. I didn't know he had a last name and it was the Aardvark. <laughs> I don't know. The same Aardvark. Yeah. I didn't know Man. he was an Aardvark. That's pretty good uh, info. He is an Aardvark. I am sure of that, but I do we, not know that's his last name. We are an educational podcast, first and foremost. First yeah, all this whole Arthur talk, uh, we can get reclassified and start getting some sponsor money. I'm going to download the. That more you know sound to add into the <laughs> bunch of this. Oh, uh, we will be sued. We will be sued immediately. <laughs> yeah. There goes well, all of our new sponsor money. Speaking of Arby's, is it people? <laughs> We're not telling. <laughs> all right. I don't want to know if it is because I like it. I don't want to know that I like eating people. If it is, it's delicious. I mean, yeah. I've eaten people before, but I didn't like hey, it. Hey, uh, <laughs> What? <laughs> I was trying to think of where to go with that one in midstream. It didn't really work. You can add pretty much anything with "hey." <laughs> yeah, it worked. 
Um, so yeah, there's a scuffle, and then we get was it a scuffle or a kerfuffle? Uh, it turned into a kerfuffle, but it started as a scuffle. All right, fair enough. DM Punk versus Warlow, which is crazy that a dude we know who you booked uh, is now wrestling CM Punk on TV. It's just weird. Well, yeah, three of Revenge's dudes have worked Punk on TV in the last couple months. But Warlow feels like a home, you know what I mean? He's homegrown. <laughs> I, I did grow him in my house alone. What? Well, he, he, I meant to say he's growth hormone grown, is what I meant. If. I mean, Raven, if you have that capability, you need to just go ahead and make a few hundred more of him and then just take over a small country. Yeah. Or a large one. Or a large one, actually, yeah. <laughs> huh. I thought so uh, this- I thought uh, they were going to actually have Wardlow Phantom. I really did. I did, too. I, bought, I was going to say, I bought this. I was like, oh, God, they're actually going to do this. It's weird, too, because Punk's this gigantic star, but uh, the way it played out, Wardlow definitely looked better of the two. Man, CM Wardlow needs to buy CM Punk a very nice birthday gift for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I will. Say, Wardlow has the worst gear. I uh, do not like it either. I don't know I what, what this week specifically it was like velvet or something. Yeah, I hate it worn before. <laughs> uh, Plus, also, I don't think. I don't think stretchy velvet's a thing. So, like, why would you make a thing like that? <laughs> yeah, so it's like faux faux velvet. Isn't uh, she one of the women in AEW? <laughs> yes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, well, he is a goddamn star, though. Uh, there's one point where, um, somebody on commentary says, "Oh, it's in a, it's in the video, the build-up video." Uh, oh, his uh, symphony video that was pretty cool. Well, there, yeah, there's like a clip where uh, Excalibur just says, it was right before they pitched to it. Excalibur says, uh, and then Mr. <coughs> May- Mr. Mayhem himself, Wardlow, is going to be in action against CM Punk. The first thing they say in the video is they call him the conductor of violence. No, no, they do not. They call him Mr. Mayhem. Excalibur yeah, just fucking he's, said it. He's doing a sympathy. Simp- of power bombs, so he's yes. conducting that. Not what oh. To be fair, conductor of violence is much better than Mr. Mayhem. I like conductor of violence a lot better, but especially since Mr. Mayhem, he just ripped off from Sunday Anarchy. From San- yeah, which is maybe why they didn't use it in the video. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, pr- I don't. Did you guys notice the callback to uh, one of my favorite matches ever, Brett versus Diesel? Yes, the uh, fall down when he went to pick him up with the power bomb, yeah. and then the yep. punk also- is. Also, with the uh, announcer table bump leading right into it, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I will say, though, that I appreciate that. uh, But I didn't like – there were too many goddamn power bombs uh, (laughs) for this. First of all, that's not possible. Like, I completely get what they were going for here, but I thought it was a little bit overkill. uh, And Punk should not have been able to move at all. Wouldn't have made more sense as a finish here is if uh, MJF's like, oh, power bomb more. Oh, hurt him, hurt him, hurt him. Okay, pin him. And then MJF rolls in the ring and like uh, hits Punk or something and he wins by DQ some shitty way to tie it yeah. back to what Punk did to him. Just something yeah. to where Warlow doesn't power bomb CM Punk 56 times, once through a table, and then still loses. Like, I get that there was, you know, time between, but it was just too much. I love I that Bret Hart and Diesel finish, and I love the execution of a good Bret Hart small package. What? But uh, CM Punk is not excellent in his execution here. No, I actually – so I have – my note is uh, – so it's one of my favorite matches ever. I always appreciate the callback to it. But much like everything else that Bret did that people try to do today, it is not as crisp or clean as Bret. Like, people can't do a goddamn sharpshooter. They can't do a small package. No. All right, Jason, you like it? Uh, like it? Yeah, I, I, I appreciated that they kept Wardlow strong because, as far as the whole, um, the character clearly not the person. Um, the the win loss thing doesn't matter to him when clearly we're running into a him versus MJF. So although they said this is going to be about getting getting numbers up so they can get in for you know to get in line for a belt, that's not really where he's headed right this second. 
So, I, uh, I'm a little confused because there's something that makes sense, but I think it's going to be too soon. So, like, is Punk and MJF leading to the pay-per-view? Or are they going to have a match at the uh, Beach Break show in Cleveland? I don't know. Do we have? I would think MJF and Wardlow is the pay-per-view match. Well, then that would make sense because uh, Wardlow's from Cleveland, so it makes sense if he made his turn there, it would get a giant reaction. Oh, yeah, it would. Yeah. So, so next week is him and Spears. Then what is – how many weeks do we have, have till the pay-per-view? The pay-per-view is at the end of March, but the Beach Break episode is not this week, but next week. Well, no, in that Beach Break episode, Warlock comes out against Sean Spears and MJF, and he needs a partner, and they bring out Johnny Gargano, and that's the biggest face turn ever for Warlock. No, no, <laughs> Gargano's going to be uh, TNT belt that night. That's a surprise. Mm. That's my guess, at least. It's like, that's a surprise. I mean, I've talked to people, so, I mean, it's a, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's a surprise. Wink, wink. That's not a surprise. That's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, that's what I thought they were going to do, but it kind of messed up that Cody got sick and now they got an interim uh, TNT belt and everything's all confusing. I think I'd rather see Sammy versus Gargano than yeah, Cody. So. I disagree. Really? Yeah. Just for the reaction alone. Gargano oh, and Super Heel Cody. Yeah. Mm. That's going to reach like. Cena versus RVD at the ECW pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah. They'll definitely be throwing the belt back. I so hope he, then we get power. I hope, he, I hope he makes a mistake and throws the TNT belt in the crowd and they throw it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin is next. And this was exactly what you would think Powerhouse Hobbs versus Dante Martin would be. Here's one of those times where uh, – Maybe AEW needs to do a little bit better with their production meetings. So this is the same match as Punk and Ward, though. In the exact yeah, that's match. my exact note. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fun. I don't necessarily think it would be bad to do the same story twice on the same show, but don't do it back-to-back like that. Yeah, put a little bit of space in there. Uh, so also, I know that we've, like, we've missed about 160 hours of AEW wrestling since Dante turned on Team Taz. Uh, but th- was there ever an explanation for why no. that story happened? No, think, no, not officially, but it's pretty clear he just wanted a chip from Hook that day. He didn't want to join Team Taz. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll buy buy that. That's good enough for me. Uh, uh, the crowd was so fucking dead for this. Like AEW really fucked up by uh, doing that whole sidetrack thing with Dante and Team Taz. Like they should have just yeah. let. Dante and Leo keep having awesome tag matches. So, which brings me to where is Leo at? So he turns on Leo, kind of, and then went to. Oh, um, is it because he fleed? Was that the response? No, God, no, that's not the response. Your your Facebook post from earlier, you said something about a doghouse, and the response, like three down, was something about someone fleeing. Yeah, oh, I know. I, I thought you were going for a callback to your own Facebook post. What I was about, trying to support you, friend. I think Never in 2011, maybe, 2012, this thing called Twitter was invented. And apparently Jason uh, missed all the Twitter hubbub with, with Leo. Uh, yeah, uh, so... It's like, pronounced Quarter, but go ahead. Water. Uh, yeah, whenever the stuff with the Swole, where she posted mm-hmm. about AW, and then Tony Khan replied... Uh, Leo Rush was like the probably the loudest voice on her side against Tony Khan. Like I would say, it's it's always good to speak out against your boss. It's more of how he said it too. Like he was just like wow, one of his tweets was just apologize in all caps. I think. Yeah. So I'm sure he's not f- favored right now. But to back wrong. to your point, though, uh, you're 100 percent right because Dante Martin was starting to get super over. And this little detour just made him less over. It didn't help the story. Didn't do anything but hurt his position. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's I, I felt bad for him. I was like, oh, because that's what the last time I kind of saw him on AEW, he was over as fuck. So are so, they gonna do whatever whatever story they had originally thought for him and Leo? They're just gonna throw him in with Jay Lethal for now and let it play out with him <laughs> instead. 
Oh, God. I mean, that's kind of what it looks like, but that's a terrible optic there. Yeah. Yeah. And those matches are not going to be anywhere near as fucking good as Leo and Dante. Right. Well, I even thought, I mean, if they think he's going to have any kind of star power or he's got the crowd behind him, then why put him back with someone again? Like, they, it just seems like they don't have a plan at all for him. And so that's why they're like, hey, maybe we should try this task thing. Hey, maybe we should try this. Hey, maybe we should. Uh, I think you figured it out because I don't think they ever had a plan. They've just kind of been stumbling this whole time. They're like, oh, he's over. Let's do something with him. They're like, his brother will be back in two months. We just need to make it that long. And then yeah, his they... brother will come back, turn heel on him. Because he was taking to, all success. They seem to do that anyways. Like when they need to just keep somebody in front of the crowd, but they don't really have a plan for him. They just like throw him in a little mini shit that no one really cares about. It's going to be so weird when his brother does come back because Dante has what, like 50 TV hours now and his brother's got like maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he was already like not the – he was far less good. He was the less athletic one of the two, I think. Yeah, so he's the got the hell of a mountain to climb. Yes, the Genetti. He, he was the uh, you shut you up. Of the Prince the of the Portugal. Genetti was the leader of that team. You son of a bitch! <laughs> how dare I'm you? Not... How dare you think that Al Snow was the leader of the new Rockets? You're uh, right. I apologize. I mean, he lost to me, so that was very ignorant of me. But he did beat me, so what I guess that. <laughs> there, there we go. First of all, who booked you versus Marty Jannetty with the Marty Jannetty over? It was me and Sean Blaze versus Marty Jannetty and Rocky Reynolds. Oh, there, Rocky. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> so then we get Jericho uh, before his Just for Men, uh, or after? Is it after his Just for Men? Anyway, uh, his hair is a week later. Okay. Yeah, last week was the Just for Men. That was real yeah. bad. If Rudy Giuliani did his hair for him, but he's uh, saying I don't mean to cut you off, but it just reminded me of something we didn't cover. So the gruesome uh, injury to to oh yeah Ray Phoenix or whatever. Oh yeah, you mentioning Jericho. So after the match, they're doing the whole all the tag teams come out and then they're putting the camera on uh, Malachi Black. Then they shoot it onto Jericho, and Jericho's got like the fakest smile on his face because he's trying not to panic because he saw the fucking injury. Uh... Like, oh god, the camera's on me, but I can't sell this. <laughs> He's wanting to throw up. He's like, <laughs> I almost threw up. I swear to God when I saw it. And yeah, it, it was like I told you guys in text. Uh, apparently, I was the only one in America that saw it on the first viewing because they showed three goddamn replays. Right. I, I saw because I knew it was coming. I guess I don't know if I would have saw it or not because I watched it afterwards. You t- after you told me that. But I did think it was pretty. Not hurt. Uh, Jericho was doing his little trying not to sell it face. But also, uh, Ray Phoenix isn't his arm isn't snapped. I mean, he's hurt, but he's not. Yeah, I don't even like, get the physics of that. Like, does he have right. zombie bones? Like, dislocated yeah, and bent all the way. He's mostly back. just rubber bands inside. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I, it, it's the joint, so he just hyperextended the joint. So yeah, the arm didn't actually. There's there's a difference between hyperextending and completely collapsing it on itself right. to where you can fold it behind you. Yeah, I mean, hyperextension is a mild term for what he did, but yeah. <laughs> um, at, what, at what point does it go from hyperextension to it was decapitated off of him? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess he's going to be back in a couple weeks is what I heard. There's no way. Dude, what's going to suck for him is, unfortunately, he's going to have to wrestle with a big-ass heavy arm brace on. Yeah. He's going to be prone for the dislocations again, and I think that's going to affect his mobility and stuff in the ring. Probably. Um, then we get MJF coming out, and he's doing the whole – oh, he also calls Warlow an oaf, which is – yeah, CM Punk got an upset win over an oaf. But next week, he's going to give them everybody what they want, CM Punk and Sean Spears, which probably will be good. And who I, didn't see that coming? Uh, I'm, yeah. so, I'm so sick of this gimmick, and because uh, WWE's been doing it too more and more lately with The Miz uh, and a couple other people. I forget who now, but they've been doing it with a few people. Just the whole – I mean, they've been doing it for years, but the – do you want to see this tonight? Do you want to do this? No. Like, it's just – it's a fucking cliche heel thing. It also but, doesn't make sense in the context of a live event. You're like, 
hyping the crowd up and you're going to deliver this really cool thing. You're like, nah, you're going to have to watch it on TV. (laughs) So go fuck yourselves. and uh, Now have a worse time than you were a minute ago. Uh, Yeah. I, like, you know, MJF's great, but I'm getting pretty bored with, like, he just, he just did this. Right. Jericho has to run through it. Well, but they're not calling this the trials of punk. (laughs) Right. So, you know, it's completely different. Completely different. The trials of punk happened a few years ago. It was Colt Cabana and the WWE doctor. (laughs) I wonder if they talk when they run at each other backstage. I doubt it. I doubt it, too. Um, Then we get Adam Cole and Britt Baker officially challenging Orange Cassidy and uh, Chris Statlander. Um, The best part of this is Adam Cole yelling at Brandon Cutler, you shut your damn mouth. And Landon, Landon O'Reilly calling him Landon. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I just Landon Butler is hilarious. I just liked Adam Adam Cole's response when Brandon Cutler tried to speak up for himself. (laughs) And uh, Adam Adam Cole's delivery of that, I don't. What made me laugh about it? His delivery of it is very. uh, It's always Sunny esque, like where Mac would just snap. (laughs) You shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> Adam Cole like just immediately snapped and screamed at Brandon Cutler. And it made now laugh. I'm just gonna be disappointed if they don't turn that group into it's always sunny. <laughs> into it's always sunny. <laughs> yeah, they really, really should. Um, and then after that we get Hangman Page um comes out and uh talks about his next challenger, and then we get <laughs> Omega's favorite, well, Daniel P. Lambert. Which um, someone immediately from the crowd, the second Dan Lambert opened his mouth, some guy from the crowd, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like he was mad. Whoever that whoever the guy was was mad. I just watched a compil- I just watched a compilation of fans doing that to people in promos or whatever. Like Shane McMahon's doing a promo and it got quiet for a second, and someone yells, Your sister's fucking hot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like a compilation of all those. Uh I wonder what it's like to have people consistently tell you that your sister's hot. Vance, can you shed any light? What's that like? Oh, technical difficulties. Podcast is crashing. Uh, We'll we'll do our own separate podcast about it. Don't worry. (laughs) That'll get more listeners, actually. (laughs) I mean, that's a low, low bar. Uh, But but, uh, then we get uh, him telling he's not a real cowboy. Yeah, so... Real quick, there's a thing in here that I just want to, uh, in no way whatsoever, did Adam Page really steal this from me because I never actually got to do it. But there's a uh, line, okay. <laughs> he says a line in here where he says, uh, uh, he's talking about something, enough tears, whatever, to pull a battleship around. And to pull the battleship, yeah. That's It's clearly a reference to a Leonard Skinner song, Give Me Back, uh, Give me back My Bullets. Uh, hmm. I was going to start, when me, and, when me and Cross won the remix tag titles, I was going to start doing this dumb thing in promos where I just would randomly quote Leonard Skinner lyrics, like, <laughs> but never really draw attention to it. And then it never got to happen because Cross died and, you know. Yeah. God rest his uh, soul. But yeah, so I heard this and I was like, oh, good. Adam Page stealing my ideas. It's just, <laughs> I just wanted to bitch about that for a second. Hmm. Speaking of bitching, then we get Lance Archer for some reason. Uh, that bump he gives Adam Cole or Adam Page on the chair, Jesus, dude! I I stood up, like as it was happening, I stood up and said, "Oh shit!" And then like had this, like you know when you see someone like in person falling or whatever, like mm-hmm. to get, like and you want to try to move towards them. You, you ran to the TV. I kind yeah. of ran towards the TV. <laughs> I thought I thought he was gonna die. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I was like, "Oh god, no, he's dead." Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. He was like a half inch from landing on the top of his head and then his whole body flopping over and breaking his Dude, head. Yeah, it would have made the Phoenix thing look like nothing. Well, Fee watched it with me and she goes, did his head hit the chair? I was like, I don't know. We'll have to see if they replay because it does look like he's about to go forehead first into the chair. He cut that flip at the last minute. It's like they both performed it so lazily. They're like, oh, we can pull this off. No problem. And then like they're about a half inch from death. No, they could not. He murdered that chair. That chair does dissolve. Uh, yeah, I posted this on Twitter, but I'll say it here too. Archer looks like a giant bearded Bret Hart. Oh wow, kind of <laughs> does. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty super into it. 
It is a new kink of mine. Yes, yes. He makes he makes all the women put on a singlet and get their hair all greasy. <laughs> Tell me who the best there is. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I have them do the five moves of doom on me, and I see if I can make it all the way to the fifth move. <laughs> he never no, well, I, I've never made it. So. <laughs> Usually we don't even get to one. As soon as the, uh, the <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just proud of you getting past the lockup. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so you tell me a chick in a Bret Hart singlet wouldn't be hot. You tell me that. I'm not. I'm not turning it away. That <laughs> <laughs> depends. Then, was it? Was it? Uh, was it created for her body type, or is she just like breaking into Bret Hart's house? Like, like Bret Hart. <laughs> I've either or man. Ugh. I have respect for it both ways. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a both ways situation. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh speaking of both ways, we get our Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. And uh Tolly says they should be horsemen again because what? Uh and more <laughs> importantly, Dax Hardwood points out the Yeah. The, Most very, obvious the very the biggest truth of all times. <laughs> yeah. Then Arn wishes he was his son and not old Brock there. I can't believe Arn didn't think, yeah. It's <laughs> never been more clear that Brock Anderson's not a real Anderson than that promo. Like, he's the least <laughs> like Arn Anderson in the whole shot, even counting Lee Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, pretty, I pretty badly want Arn to turn on Brock Anderson at some point. <laughs> And go. And FDR yeah, gets both of them as managers. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> then they also get Ric Flair as a manager and JJ mm-hmm. Dillon and <laughs> Paul Roma. No. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good one. Uh, ben Wall, Dean Lincoln. Winko's already there. there. Mongo. Mongo. No. No. Mongo's got ALS and is in a wheelchair. Oh, right. Well, well he, he might move that. Bullshit. He might win a the podcast. He might oh, move podcast was ruined when I had to picture you in a woman Bret Hart's outfit. Okay, I mean, yeah, sure. If you're, you know, if if you uh, hate Joy, <laughs> who's Joy and why should I hate her? She's right, the one in the that... Bret Hart thing with. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, that does kind of track, doesn't it? I think yeah. you're really getting some milk. I don't know the young people named Joy. <laughs> <laughs> this woman's like 60. And a Bret Hart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got to be to be named Joy. And uh, knows who Bret Hart is, so. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Whoa, this is one of those things. That, all right, is Joy short for Joyce? No. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, Joyce is in the name. This is no. a very matter of fact. No. <laughs> absolutely no, no, not. Absolutely not. Your your book, clearly your, that your, not buffoonery, your buffoonery will not be tolerated. God damn it! Then oh we get so I'm bringing to the podcast today is my buffoonery. Kikaro Shida versus my wife in the future, Serena Deeb. Uh, and this is awesome. Speaking of Bret Hart, this is like an all Bret Hart tribute show. I didn't watch this because how many fucking times are they going to book this match? Uh, I'm with Cash. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't pay any attention to this at all. I didn't Not either. one bit. It was all right. As soon as I saw it was these two working again, I could only like have all of a sudden I was like, "Am I watching Raw?" And I just I watched something else and came back to the came back to AW after this was over. Well, I don't know if this is gonna be a popular opinion or not, but I'm into into deep. But I don't like Sheeta. I don't think. I, I agree. Good. I agree with that completely. Serena Deeb's great, Car Shooter's not. I think it's very weird that like Sheeta was like there. Well, I think it says kind of a bit about her skill, I guess, or whatever, that she was like one of their longest reigning women's champions, and they really don't ever talk about like the past title reigns. True. Then we get uh we get Shivani with Jurassic Express and Christian Cage. Um, Cage uh, wishes Ray Phoenix well and his uh, rubber band bones. Um, <laughs> Jungle Boy. Uh, yeah, rubber band bones. Yeah. Dibs. 
Uh, Jungle Boy uh, says they want to face a top five team, and then Silver and Reynolds come in, and they've got a match for Rampage. And John Silver's adorable. <laughs> uh, then we unfortunately get Matt Hardy in the ring. I get that it's his hometown, but like, can you do something better than this? Like, it was him and Penta <laughs> was not a good mix. No, no. no. The thing is, he can't do anything better than that. They were hoping Penta could carry it, and they were like, listen, your brother can't be here, so we're going to give you a match. Well, are they saying that to Penta about the brother, or are they saying that to Matt Hardy about the brother? Well, (laughs) they said it to Penta, but then they were like, this can build to, by the time Jeff clears all of um, rehab, then your brother (laughs) should be back from different rehab, and we can have a tag match. God damn, pal, you gotta stop using your pronouns. And that will be one sloppy as shit match. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Hardy and Ray Phoenix both time. Yeah, this was, I mean, this was pretty obvious, like, that they just needed this match to happen so they could get to everything that happened afterwards. Like, I almost feel like they went up to both of these guys and they were like, hey, this shit doesn't matter. Like, (laughs) what, what you guys are about to do out there does not make a shit to any of us. I think that's what they go up to say to Matt Hardy every time. If you <laughs> Maybe. They're like, listen, you both have segments. Like, you'll have a segment as soon as the match is over. You get a segment later. Just hey, go uh, out there so we can remind people you're in the building. So I listen to uh, a different podcast that covers WWE and AEW. And they had a thing where they counted the interruptions in promos and matches from last week of AEW shows. So in three hours, 18 interruptions of matches and promos. So they're running it like a shoot. Because if you had a real company, all these people would be coming out for real. Yeah. Who's God whenever? Clearly, if you want a match with the world champion, just go out there. Every time you're in the back doing a promo, I'm going to walk past the camera looking for catering. Every time. <laughs> and Kate, just, real quick, don't want to interrupt you. I see you doing something. Catering this way, that way. Right, like, uh, can you help me with that? And people be like, is that leading to something? Yeah, it's leading to me getting some damn food. (laughs) Tim, Tim, you need to stop listening to other wrestling podcasts because every time you do, you're giving them one more listen ahead of us. So we're Mm. we're Yeah, I I don't have breakfast to you. That wasn't the one that put them over the top. I mean, Uh, you know, I'm going to need to see the numbers, but. Listen, I've been doing it too, but what I do is once I get to the end of their podcast, I rewind it all the way back to the beginning so it didn't count. I don't think that's how that works. That's not how. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> not, not VHS tape. That is, that is not how that works. <laughs> this, this is not Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You can't oh. just put a car in park and run it backwards or whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to need to see proof that that doesn't work. Uh, I just ran mine backwards in the parking lot half the day today trying to get unstuck. So I have no miles on my car anymore. Zero. Nice. I can only uh, – when you were like, oh, I can't get out, my car stuck, whatever, the only thing I can picture in my head is you walked out. Uh, you took maybe two steps from your back door, looked over <laughs> towards the snow, and just went, nah, and then just went back you, inside. You know me so well. <laughs> <laughs> That is being... exactly what happened, and then I was like, <laughs> I, need to, I need to give this Giannis effort. So I went out there, dust off a little bit of snow so I could just get in my car, ran it into the snowbank, and went, all right, there she be. She's stuck. <laughs> She's stuck. I got a picture to send to my boss. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's uh, exactly right. Uh, once, again, back to bed. once again, you are the laziest in shape human being I have ever met. Uh, so speaking of other podcasts, I watch a bodybuilding podcast that has four dudes on it, and the guy who runs it is a, a older bodybuilder, doesn't compete anymore. But the whole joke is that he is the laziest human being of all time for a bodybuilder. So I'm, I'll, I'll take the, that. So you now have an enemy. Yeah, right. or a friend. Who no, I, I, this is like a Highlander situation. I'm pretty sure there can be only uh, one. Robbie he, O'Rourke. He's like 250 pounds muscle. Yeah, you better get a big sword. Yeah. That's not a sword. This is a sword. No, it doesn't work. That, anyway, that forget Malachi mean. Black. Uh, <laughs> That's out there. accent. <laughs> uh, so before Malachi Black gets out here, though, 
Jason's boy fucks up Penta's line. Anybody else catch that? No, no he was nervous about that kick he knew he was about to eat. <laughs> so Penta does his whole thing, and then, you know, Jason's guy does the Penta says he's going to show you some respect. That's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> Penta wants to show everyone respect. He's a good guy. If that's what he's saying, then I, I don't see you have to yell it. Penta was just being a nice guy. Yeah. So, yeah, he completely fucks the lineup and makes it mean something entirely different, which is bad. Like, it's one thing when you just fuck up a line, but when you make it mean a new thing, you've completely ruined the segment. <coughs> huh. That being said, though, I was fucking stoked that Brody King is finally in AEW. I don't really know his work, so this is the first time I've seen This is what, three? Well, this is at least three of our podcasts since the um, promo package that we knew it was him he was talking to. So that's like two months mm-hmm. since they did yeah. the whole yeah. big yet. So they really waited on that. I wish that we could have been still at the point of, oh, we know it's going to be him instead of them already releasing like a week ago, a week before the Brody King is all elite. I didn't realize they did that. Yeah, yeah they didn't do it till after he debuted. Well, I watched it late. So <laughs> they did it before he debuted. Oh, so what you're saying is they need to hold up production until people watch the reruns. Or maybe yes. the issue wasn't with them. Maybe the issue was with uh, Ring of Honor, and they released a statement saying they let him go, so we kind of knew where he went. How about that? Ring of Honor let everybody go in October, though, so that's not a thing. Uh, I don't know about that. I uh, So I made a note that said, I wonder how many dumbasses that don't know who Brody King is will try to go online and say that it's disrespectful of AEW to name right. someone else Brody. I was and, just about to say if anyone thinks that's going to be weird or cause an issue. That's dude, I that night I saw somebody retweet, like re- quote tweet somebody, and they were like, you know, giving them shit. But the person originally said that it was so shitty of AW and lazy of them to name someone after Brody just to try to get a cheap pop. Uh, huh. I mean, may, hopefully they'll talk about it on air then that like he took his name from. Uh, Bruiser Brody, it's spelled different. Right. We both uh my my choosing in the name had nothing to do with Mall Rats or my liking of Jason Lee, like yeah. other people who did it. Something yeah. Like that. He doesn't uh, like I, don't, I don't think he needs to put down the dead guy that everyone loves. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right, let's I'll change subject real quick. So Julia Hart with an eye patch doing it for me. Will they just get to her turn so she can start wearing like leather fucking black leather shirt? <laughs> Graven's right. like, I've been I've been holding off and I don't know how much longer I can last. <laughs> when she called them off of him, like he's had enough, he's had enough. I assume that was the turn. I you know, I have I have dreams of Julia Hart yelling that at me when I'm laying there. <laughs> he's had enough, wish, he's had enough. <laughs> all jokes aside, I wish they did this a different way, because if you get corrupted by his mist and turn evil, shouldn't that be like a quick snap turn, not this like slow drawn out weeks after weeks of wearing an eye patch thing? Well and yeah, the point who all does that in. mean gets the turn. Yeah, Wait, like I mean he's spitting mean... Cody, he's uh pack, which we don't cover that show anymore, but Pac, oh no, that's on this show. Pack's back and he's he's blinded. So yeah, if that's what the reason is, they're gonna have no, to turn a whole me. bunch of people. Excuse me, Pack is gay. Excuse me, he's gay. He's he's blind. <laughs> Pac is did, blind. Did they air that Pack promo during Dynamite? Mm-hmm. Uh, my notes say they did. Okay, I missed it. I watched it on YouTube later. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is interesting too because he's doing the tarot card thing. Like, is he going to come back and be with Malachi Black? It would fit. Yeah, he's with uh, with it, Malachi. Or is he coming back to fill in for Ray Phoenix, who can't be there because it was clearly meant to be Phoenix and Penta versus Brody? Right. And, mm. well, that can be the new gimmick for uh, Dante Martin next week. He's going to turn on <laughs> Jay Lethal. For a pair of those Penta gloves, or Pack turns on uh, Penta yeah. at that match. At the match, yeah, that's exactly. What I mean. And then Penta's an idiot, and he teams with uh, Pillman and Griff, and then Julia. <laughs> <Yeah. on> <laughs> He's like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> and then his brother's like, "I 
can't, I can't team with you anymore. I'm sorry. You're you, bad luck. You lowered yourself to too low of standards, and I do not respect you anymore. <laughs> and um, the whole uh, pot, it didn't, uh, he take the miss too? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, can't beat him, join him. Yeah. Uh, and we got Excalibur giving us a little bit of, oh, hey, these two guys have been tag team champions and other promotions. Kings of the Black Throne. Right. Uh, next, we get Shivani with Red Velvet, Layla Hirsch, and Chris Statlander. And Layla Hirsch needs some kind of acting lessons or something. No, she's Russian. Russian. They don't have emotion. Uh, huh. Drago, she is not. No. <laughs> then we get Bear Country versus the Acclaimed. Um, well, yeah, why was the Acclaimed being kind of faces in this? Wow, I apparently skipped so much on this show. Uh, the real question is, once again, why did we have to have a match when all we really wanted to do was get to what happens after the match? Yeah. Like... That's wrestling. So once again, you know what happened in that last match before the promo? We're going to do the same thing. The match means nothing. We just want to get to what's coming after the match. That's another structure thing. They did the uh, back-to-back Haas match dominating thing. Now the back-to-back matches don't matter to get to the after thing. Yeah. All right. So now that the TV cameramen are are listening to the podcast and getting down some of the cuts right, we really need the agents (laughs) – to start tuning in to hear what we have to say about them. You hear that, Arm? You son of a bitch. Hey, whoa, hey. Oh, Wait, hey, who'd, you uh, Wait, who'd you name drop there? I didn't hear. Arn Anderson. What the fuck oh, you no. say about my uncle? <laughs> well, For the you last time, no, don't say anything bad about Jerry Lynn. No, no, God, no. I I'm not a monster. <laughs> well... <laughs> okay, I'm a monster, but not that kind of monster. <laughs> but uh, we get Sting and Darby, and Darby does the shot out of a cannon thing just from a different direction this time. With a skateboard uh, in his hand. Yeah, with, a, with skateboard. a skateboard in the throat. Yeah. Somehow I that think is... that's safer to take with him holding a skateboard than normally. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sting's old. Uh, so, so maybe maybe Cash, you're you're onto something. The acclaim worked kind of like faces. Darby comes and attacks him from behind. Sting comes out with a weapon after their match. That's not really mm-hmm. face material there. Yeah, so, I, I am right about whatever it was it, I was right about. So it's so basically it's it's a, it's a double turn, boys. We just saw it. No, I think we're back to Jason's fanfic segment. It was mm-hmm. technically it's the fabled quadruple turn because there were four of them. Was me being right about something a part of his fantasy fiction? Yep. <laughs> I think so. Uh, let me check the notes. <laughs> yep, that's what it says in the notes. I'm going to have to start reading this. You called it. Yay! Um, <laughs> so after that, we get Pac's promo we kind of talked about with the tarot cards. Um, then we get Matt Hardy and Andrade El Idolo, which it seems like Andrade doesn't speak English very well, neither does Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't know what was happening. Like I speak English, and I still I was like, "What are you trying to talk about?" And then Matt Hardy was saying something different. It didn't make any sense. But yeah. Uh, then we apparently, best I can tell from what Matt Hardy did in that match, Andrade really likes his work and wants to work with him. Based in that match, just weird. And so then um, he kind of left a private party standing there and told them that they could drink, he had to go. So he's turning on his own family? Or is Andrade buying the whole stable? Because Andrade with the private party and Butcher and the Blade makes so much sense. But then again, Matt Hardy with him doesn't make any goddamn sense either. (laughs) Right? Yeah, I mean, would you want to buy those dudes? If I'm buying people, that's not the top of my list is the Hardy family office, so. I mean, uh, he was going to talk to him about the bunny. I wouldn't Uh, be in this climate. I wouldn't be buying a private party. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) In this particular climate, I would. And I I get the bunny. (laughs) Now, other climates, I might consider it. 
<laughs> yeah, too cold. <laughs> and then we I, get what? I was gonna say I I must have tuned back into the show at this point because I remember that promo, and I remember being like I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. Then we get Daniel Garcia versus Sammy Guevara for the inter inter yeah interim uh, TV it's title. Three syllables interrupt. Yeah. Uh, and this I thought was pretty good. I didn't pay any attention. Really, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know why yeah, I've been I, I've been checked out a lot on AEW the past few weeks. I, I thought it was match. pretty. I mean, it was pretty much what I expected. Uh, no better, no worse. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part about it is two point Eddie, Eddie Kingston talking shit. You to Sammy of a bitch. Or he just keeps saying, I'm gonna I'll hurt you, bitch. And he's just I just love that Eddie Kingston is pure chaos at all times. Like does he'll fight everyone all the time. He's always talking shit. Uh earlier in the night with the inner circle, or yeah, inner yeah. circle. Inter-circle. Where, where uh, Jericho says uh intern circle. Yeah. <laughs> where Jericho says uh GFY. And Eddie Kingston's like, Jeff, why? Jeff, why? I really wanted it to, like... Oh, good for you. I finally got it. Oh, I didn't know what that meant. Oh. That means go fuck yourself. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Right. No, I don't know. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I wanted, like, I wanted Eddie to, like, get it in the camera, like, his eyes and, you know, his face to show that he got it, and then the camera cuts as he's like, are you, like, you know... Uh, but, I, like, he was a he was a highlight of the show for me, which is sad because he was barely involved. But the match, like that, was the highlight of the match to me is Eddie Kingston talking shit. So that's how interested in a, the match I was. Oh, I definitely like the match a better than everybody else. But I mean, it's not great, but it was best match on the card. Uh, that's that's probably true. Yeah, that's that's probably. I mean, Wardlow and Punk was had pretty good heat to it. Yeah. So broke it down. Do we have that? No, we don't have that. No. <laughs> well, what's your rating then, Omega? You get to go first. I was not a uh, big fan of too much that happened here. I did like Punk and Wardlow. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't like uh, Big Tall Bret Hart come out and be a championship. <laughs> I only gave this one a forty-nine. Oh, mine's really close. So I'll go ahead. Mine's forty-four. All right, mine's forty-five. I had a 50. Jesus. All right. That's a tight group. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, in in actual, when I finished the notes, when I watched it, I had a 60. But after discussing it and reliving it um, from now, I'm like, no, that's definitely not as, that's way too high. I don't know what's going on with my life that I thought that's what it was. So <laughs> I knocked 10 points uh, from the original score. It gained four points. I had 40 coming into this, and I gained four while talking. Uh, yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot on this to get too excited about. I really liked Brody King. I like that, him showing up finally. Uh, I mean. It, it, yeah. The show gave the, the impression of, hey, there is a pay-per-view coming up. We need to ramp up some stories. So nothing that's actually happening this week matters. It's all about what, again, what's happening afterwards, what's going on in the promos, uh, just so we can start moving towards whether it's for the Cleveland show or for the pay-per-view. But um, it just seemed like this is a throwaway show in and of itself. Yeah, yeah, definitely throwaway vibes. All right. If it was any worse, they'd have to call it Rampage. No. Oh, I don't think I don't think it deserved that. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys, do you, so let's talk about. Do you think any AEW people are going to get to do any WWE stuff? Because I guess they've been talking about sharing talent for something. No, uh, no, I think it's hilarious that people thought that's what was going to happen. Like, yeah, I'm talking about. Aren't they doing like documentary on the Shield, and they're going to let Moxley do it? I mean that. It, if yeah, that's, I mean that's, that's independent. Possible. That's independent of somebody being in the rumble, like people are saying. Like oh, no, they just went know. to all the sponsors and said that these fucking people and their self mutilation, you shouldn't give them any money. And you think Tony Khan's gonna be like, "Oh, gee, you can have one of my wrestlers for your pay per view"? 
Well, yeah, there's, no there's a bunch of people that started saying like Mox was going to return to the Rumble. Like, which mm. makes no goddamn sense. Yeah. You've read his book, you know the shit he said about WWE. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, it'll be if that because they have Mickey James in the women's one. So, I mean, I, you know, there might be a TNA guy or Impact, whatever they're called now. Uh, I don't know what else would be big enough that fans would get the forbidden door thing. They'll bring one random Asian gentleman in and claim he's from New Japan. They'll bring one random Mexican uh, lucha in and say, this guy's from Lucha Underground. Triple A would probably be Triple A. The door is open, so anything can happen. Although, knowing WWE, they may go. Lucha Underground, you know, that hot new product Vince just saw. What are you talking about? Vince just barely made it like 2006. You're right. As I was hey, saying it, I was like, this is still too way, way too current for Vince. Hey, Mustafa Ali just quit because they pitched him some off gimmick. It was so awful. He was like, I'd rather not wrestle. Right. Yeah, the backstory, and that's pretty fucking – he had this pretty modern idea that he was pitching. He even shot that vignette that he put on Twitter and got in a heated argument with Vince, and everybody's, like, kind of talking between the lines, trying to figure it out. But it seems – I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It seems like it was some sort of, like – racist or anti-Muslim thing that was pitched to him. I'm sure. Wasn't it going to be like, uh, I thought I read somewhere where it was like going to be, he was basically going to, he was going to do the evil, uh, evil Muslim villain. Like where like, you know, the Muslim way is better and like America needs to adopt it or whatever. I thought he was going to go like hardcore nineties foreigner villain. That's probably what Vince pitched, and he's like, I would never fucking do that bullshit. Yeah. I I mean, I I hope that dude shows up in AEW, because I think he's he's someone that I don't think ever really got to show their full potential. Right. I agree. Agreed. Uh, Vince, if you're listening to this, so anyone knows Vince, I will do the Muslim evil. (laughs) And I will be there as quick as I can. Dude, that's Wait. pretty. Uh, that's pretty forward-thinking and Irish Muslim. Yes. Yeah. So, will you do? Will you do that gimmick wearing uh, carrying yeah. crosses? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His his uh, chest piece with the original Farouk helmet. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We do the deal. I don't know what you're trying to do here. <laughs> All right. All right. See you guys on SmackDown. I'll be there. <laughs> Good luck. Give me a call.